Hey everybody, welcome to yet another Easy Tarot Lessons podcast. Um, it's the second one of the day and the fourth one in a three. It's the fourth one in a series of three. Um, I have two of my absolutely favoriteest of favorite people on the planet. Um, Deb Altman is back. Hello. Hey, train. I miss I train. miss Ventura. I miss the train that went by right outside my door. Um, I want to take the train down to Ventura just so I can do that. Absolutely. Um, and it's so good to talk to you. It's been like a year. Um, it's been way too long. We have we have definitely missed the dusty calls, the constant dusty calls. But but fortunately, we can hear Dusty on podcasts and things like that. But it isn't quite the same as being in a class with you, Dusty. So I miss you very much. And I miss the uh, that all night call. <laughs> <laughs> Texas to New Mexico. It's like, boy, it's a long drive through Texas. Um, and Debita. Oh my God, Debita's back. Debbie, 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 Debbie. I'm Hello. so happy you're here. Man. Chris, I, I torture you periodically. Which I do like. Yeah. But you my two favorite tips are here. Okay, so um, class today, and everybody, kiddies, uh, you don't necessarily have to write anything down on this, but uh, we're going to really sit down and pick Deb and Debita's brain. They both studied with me uh, over several occasions in several classes, and um, I want to know what they've learned over the year or what they've come to realize. The whole point of this uh, class, kiddies, is to sit down and see what other students who've gone down the road have to say. Is there anything, and I don't know, we're going to fly, you know, fly by the seat of my pants here. We're going to see if there's anything that they can share with you that will help make your progress easier, faster, less painful, more productive. Uh, let's start with uh, Deb. Deb, okay. let me just throw this out at you. Um, yeah. Anything you've manifested, learned, or specifically, I'm just general question first, care to share uh, over the last year? Well, I think the one thing that sticks out in my mind is just since studying with you, I've kind of made tarot almost a daily part of my life. Yay. You know, whether I I have a deck of cards with me all the time. I have a deck of cards in my desk drawer. (coughs) I have them all over my home. And you know, anytime I go out, there's one a small deck in my briefcase, and they're always available for advice or inspiration or motivation or trying to read a situation. So, um, you know, you're you're learning in it. The what you teach kind of puts it into a daily perspective, and I just absolutely love that because it's such an integral part of my day. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because I wanted to talk about lifestyle. Um, for the first 15 years of my studying the tarot, yes, I read the books, yes, I had cards, but it wasn't really part of my lifestyle. It was like, it's a skill set. Well, I can do it. I actually, not very well in hindsight. Um, I had an epiphany, you know, after a decade and a half in, but but the thing was that it was just kind of there, 
And whether we do something with it every day or not, I, I really like the fact that uh, you're using the tarot as a tool to enhance your existence. You know, you still have a brain. You still go out and make your own decisions. Um, but it's just a little extra information for you. Have you manifested anything fun or interesting recently? Well, you know, actually, I have manifested a couple of little romances Ooh, by using the tarot. And, you know, once I kind of got some guidance about where to go or should I go to this party, should I not go to this party, that kind of thing, then the, the tarot gave me very good insight into these people I've just met. And it's always spot on. I don't quite understand it. But it, it really is. And um, if I can backtrack for just a second about about the, um, the training and whatnot, I, I've been looking at tarot for probably 25 plus years. And I have a, a shelf full of books and things like that. And I guess the, the biggest piece of advice maybe I can give to students is it doesn't have to be hard or you don't have to wear a big flowing robe or, you know, some kind of thing like that. It can just be very, very simple steps, um, you know, that you can just throw cards out or, or pick a card at the end of the day, something like that. It doesn't have to be hard, and you don't have to have a thousand different decks or something like that. It can be a very simple, wonderful practice for just, hey, what do I, what's going to be good for me to have lunch today? It can be as simple as that. And, and they're absolutely great tools for manifesting and, you know, like I said, the romance part of it has been a very nice one for me. Um, I have also manifested a couple of guitars, too. Yay, uh, which, you know, <laughs> definitely. Um, it's funny because you mentioned briefcase. And I'm like, hey, you're in a rock and roll band. You're like a serious musical professional. You're not supposed to carry a briefcase. <laughs> well, I do still have my day job, unfortunately, Dusty. But maybe uh, some more tarot, tarot reading can put me into... Uh, to being a better reader, and I can I can quit the day job. Well, if that's a path path that you like, certainly. You mentioned one thing. Um, I don't mean to disparage tarot collectors at all, or collectors at all. I mean, if you like collecting, definitely collect. That's mm -hmm. a wonderful thing. But I just want to make sure that I disabuse any of our listeners from something that that they may have fallen prey to. You are no more tarot, magical, special, extra, crunchy if you have a thousand tarot decks than if you have one tarot deck. Um, collecting tarot decks is fun. It's also good for the economy and good for the publishers of tarot decks. I mean, I, I have a cabinet for Sorry. them. But I mean, right, Debbie? Uh, Debbie, let me, well, let me I'm ask you. I'm looking up at my shelf and I've got over a hundred tarot decks and, and that all displayed up on the uh, giant uh, shelf that's about a foot from the ceiling in my bedroom here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're they're really nice. I mean, well, they're little yeah. they're little packets of art. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, and again, I like. Um, not I. I wouldn't say I'm a tarot collector, although I do have a, a Pamela B deck. I've got the Visconti deck that there's only like 600 copies made. Um. I uh, keep trying to pick up. Uh, oh, who's that jerk? Who uh, DeLorence? I keep trying to pick up DeLorence decks, but every time I bid on them, somebody goes crazy and like drives it so far through the roof. I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Um, 
But the thing is, I just don't want anybody to feel that. Uh, I mean, you collect the decks. That's a fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good thing. It's nice, and it's nice to have the artwork. But what's really important is is like what Deb said. Um, have your deck. Use it. Play with it. That's that's where the real meat is. And when when Deb, when you said that they were uncanny and spot on, that really is all you. I can teach you skill. I can't teach you talent. And I can't. I, I can't teach you accuracy. I can keep teach you the techniques that will help you get accuracy, but you really have to give yourself a pat on the back, and this will keep you away from superstition, that you found either a deck or a few decks that work really well for you. And and that's primarily, as much as, much as I love looking at different tarot art, the most important thing any deck for you can do for you is give you good, solid, accurate answers when you need it. Because um, no matter how pretty a deck is, if it tells you to date the wrong guy, ah, oh, crap. We all know how that bad is. That yeah, is. yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm like uh, the beta. When I first started out with tarot, I bought tons of decks, but I have a couple of go-to decks, and you know, I have all the versions of the rider because that's the one that I tend to go back to, and that gives the most accurate results. But I love the art on the other decks as well. It really is, and Los Carabillos does like crazy good art. So I'm, you know, I, mm -hmm. Debita, let me ask I you. Agree. What what's your go-to deck right now? <clears throat> oh, Debbie Debita? Yeah, Debbie. Sorry. Uh, okay. Um, it's the um, yes, the the, the basic <coughs> Rider White. The, like basically something done by Pam. Um, this is the one where. Um, they went back over it and, and did better coloring. Uh, what's her name? Is it uh, the uh, Universal Weight by, uh, what's her name? <laughs> what's her name? I'm sorry. Right. Mary right. Hanson Roberts. Yes, uh, it's my favorite little one that you got me. <laughs> yes. Well, I've still got that wonderful tarot box that, uh, was it Russian Needle Point? Russian Needle, needle Punch. Russian Needle Punch. It's a crazy good deck. I, amazing. I was just playing with it. I mean, deck box. I was just playing with it uh, yesterday. Uh, I was so excited about it. Uh, Those are fun to, to make. But no, I, I go back to that one. Occasionally, I might get Tarot the White Cats because it is exact clone, except it has cats. And the cats, even though I'm not a cat person, for some reason, the way they had posed them and and did their expressions, besides being funny, um, sometimes really speak. It, it depends on what's going on that particular day. I have uh, to endorse I, the tarot no, of the white cats. There are other cat tarots that I just did not like. Um, yeah. But uh, I think you turned me on to this, and a couple months ago I uh, yeah. ended up buying it. I thought, you know what, this is this is not a bad little deck. So it's a fun little deck. Um, the color is amazing. Yeah. Let me ask you, um, questions that you have, I mean, advice you might have for someone, son, daughter, friend, student, um, you know, aside from the usual stuff, obviously, that we know, is there something that you'd like to either tell yourself 20 years ago or, or something that you'd like to 
sit down because I know there's a whole you hear me rant there's a whole bunch of stuff I'd be like or, back in my day Sonny we didn't have all this knowledge sit down and learn um, well I agree with with uh, Deb about how easy it actually is and I didn't you know first decade 1976 uh, hundreds of books stored now in my shed and it was 30 what years before I met you and everything just suddenly clicked and you told me oh no I don't have to memorize all 78 plus the reversed things but it's I funny because it seems like a lot at first but then once you're out there reading it's the most limiting thing in the world like I got 156 meanings but there's like 10,000 different ways that this could all play out I mean, not not one particular spread but I mean because yeah. you have 78 cards that have to represent oh I don't know what's the word uh, everything oh yeah. no <laughs> well so, you found a way to make it click so quickly for me well but thank that, you I appreciate that you know um, it, though I've been very naughty lately I haven't been playing with my cards I've been a bad 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 nutty nutty girl well you've been playing with your damn garden plants and stuff well yeah so I've been doing astrology instead so so I get it a half point right now you're half speaking my language you get a gold star for that one <laughs> <laughs> by the way people need to redeem their gold stars I mean I, I haven't forgotten but uh <laughs> Attention out there, if you have any barrier. Why is someone calling me? Oh my god, didn't I turn this off? <laughs> See, okay, lesson number one. <laughs> turn the damn cell phone off. <laughs> Can I jump in just really quickly oh, with something? When we were when, uh, we were talking about when Devita uh, brought up about, you know, memorizing the cards. One of the things that I love it's how Dusty teaches us is finding the little tiny details in cards. And yes. even though I'm reading constantly, you know, and I and I I have Dusty's books and whatever that give great descriptions of the cards. Every time a card comes out, I see something different now. Like I'm looking at Temperance and I'm seeing these irises, you know, and I know that they're there, but they have meaning to me on a particular day. And it's like seeing the cards. If you memorize the meanings and memorize the cards, you only get, you know, a teeny tiny fraction. But 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 I love the depth of okay, look at the wings on this. What does that mean to me today? And things come out more prominent in in cards all the time because of that the way that you teach that, Dusty. And it's just it makes the same old, you know, it's the same cards all the time, but the meanings of them just jump out at you because of one teeny tiny little detail yeah this when when that finally got in my skull it opened up a whole new world and this is where cards and scenario the exercise from advanced arrow secrets really came from is what you're describing well here I'll give you an example the snail in the nine of coins in, in the Pam's deck and many other decks there's a little tiny snail at the bottom of her garden. Most of the time we don't notice the snail, we don't care about the snail, but at depending on the question and the circumstance, that snail may be the most important 
message of the card. Um, it could indicate a pest or how she is unconcerned with um, you know, the woman in the uh, Nine of Coins. How she's unconcerned with the, you know, the little details. Um, how about slow and steady wins the race? Absolutely, because she's not necessarily moving and of course um, the suit of coins is very earth-centered and so that all reinforces it, you know, Earth is the slowest of all elements. So if that's the message that's coming through your intuition that says, you know, look at the snail. This is this is all about slow and steady wins the race. Well, obviously she's winning because she's standing there and she's got a little birdie and everything. But I like it because this is how we allow the cards to speak to us the, because the cards are nothing more than uh, a visual stimulus to clarify what our intuition is trying to tell us because it, it there really is like i don't know if it's a wall but it's like a thick fog between the divine and and us and it's a good thing because we went through life all day long with um god whispering in our shoulder blah, 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 blah. What? What? I'm not talking to you. What, what? What? You mean you don't like me? No, I'm talking to this guy over here. Go back. I mean, if our intuition or or God, you know, what is it? Uh, if we had telepathy, the world would end in five minutes. <laughs> so that's what you think of me. <laughs> um, so naturally, we have the psychic buffer to keep the thoughts and 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 things out of our head, but it's uh, meditation. Uh, religion, philosophy, spirituality, advanced mathematics, all of these uh, are systems of doing so or have developed methods of tapping into um, the divine. You know, again, God's various, what, what do you want to call them? Um, the point, you know, no semantics. Uh, or don't get lost in semantics, or technically, if you want to get into that. But uh, the point is that the tarot is a very easy way for us to, uh, I mean, anybody to connect with our intuition or connect through our intuition without having to spend years and years of training and monastic lifestyle and yoga and meditation, which is all fun, but the idea that the quote, uh, I'm not real fond of this term, but common man and common woman can access direct clear advice it's, it's it's like a power drill it's like wow that's a tool when you think about it boop there's a hole now i can do something Ooh, i just screwed in um something i can hang a picture um the tarot is is your the original power tool long before the invention of electricity and what you two are describing is the proper use of it because anybody can take a a drill and just start poking holes in wood, but a master craftsman, or I guess craftswoman, if, it, if that sounds sexist, can uh, attach different bits and 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 work it uh, in in different ways and do. Uh, there's words that I don't know because I'm not a carpenter, um, but they can they can work magic with this. And again, the idea of magic meaning anything we can't explain. So the short version of all that is. Uh, the exercises in the easiest way to learn the tarot ever and the advanced exercises in advanced tarot secrets are all designed to help you understand what the cards are saying to you and remember that's a colloquialism um, 
If I want to get technical, I would say that the cards are just there stimulating your subconscious to open up its intuition and the the uh, the randomization of the cards is really um, us working with nature, the divine, the gods, God, whatever you want to call it, to put the top X number of cards in order. And we have 78 cards. If we're doing a Celtic cross spread. We only need the top 10 in order. Okay, so shuffle, shuffle, ding. That's what I'm talking about. You know, wait for that ding of awareness. Um, so you do all that right. When it comes to reading, you want nature to do the heavy lifting for you. Let your intuition guide you. And exactly what Deb said and, and then Debita, um, see what's there. Um, sometimes the spot-on traditional interpretation, harump, will be the one to go with. Other times, um, well, let's take a picture. Uh, somebody give me a card, please. Six of coins. Okay, six Three. of coins. Um, oh, that's the damn Pizza Hut card. <laughs> I talked about yes. the podcast before, and you know the is a perfect example. And it was so appropriate at you know that's a, that was a one time only thing. Not only was I cutting my pizza in pentagrams, and I was like, oh, should I get delivery or should I go? I've got thirty minutes. And I like, yeah, can call and drive, but you can't really call and text and then get back. And and I was like, what should I do? What should I do? And one and that card came up, and I just laughed. I mean, I howled. I was like, how much more exact? You could make up a brand new tarot deck with completely different images, and none of them would be that specific to Pizza Hut. Um, which, again, in, in Las Vegas, it was pretty much you had like Pizza and Domino's, and it's not like you really have a whole bunch of independent chains. I mean, independent stores. So that was that was an example of a perfect awareness. If you're listening to this podcast, going what? You got to go back. Uh, what did I say? You got to listen to the whole show. You got to go back and listen to these free audio lessons that I'm giving away. Yeah, we have 67 of them now. Absolutely. Well, you got to listen to them. And somewhere in there, probably two or three of them, I've, I've mentioned the Pizza Hut dilemma. Um, yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, yes. Either that, either that, or you dig into the last of your Halloween candy. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I hoard the best Halloween candy. I'm not not a huge candy fan, but um, some of the some of the more interesting ones I'll keep. And I'll go in six months later and go crunch, crunch. I, I, it's fine with a glass of milk. <laughs> it's full crunchy. That's all. The bullseyes are all hard. And yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> chocolate's all flaking. Um, <laughs> Okay, I always so have fresh chocolate in the house. Hmm. Debbie, um, is there any specific advice that you'd want to throw out to someone? I know I'm putting you back on the spot, but you've had, you've manifested very well. Uh, the floor and the stove and probably other things that we haven't talked about, but is there anything, whether it's divination or manifestation, uh, that just pops to mind? It doesn't have to be the one thing. But like one thing that you'd like to just grab people by the head and just shake them and say, do this and it'll make your life infinitely easier. On the manifestation, if you don't quite get everything as you need it, 
fine tune it. And that's what I'm working on because I have to have the stove installed. So that's right. That's a whole fine tuning of a, of a previous manifestation. And that, so you can do that too. Um, mm -hmm. It's very easy. You just fine tune it because mine was kind of a, a little broad one having the, the floor and the wood stove come. And so now I've got to fine tune it to that last little part, which is getting that stove in because I got the floor in. But, That's a good point. You can go three yeah. quarters of the way through your manifestation. Um, and it's good, but it's not quite right. You know, or you hit your stove, you're like, oh crap, oh well, just, they probably should have said, or maybe at the beginning it seemed like, boy, that's just asking too much to have it brought here and it's the right price and it's the perfect thing and the stove and the cutting and the, we're gonna put a hole in the ceiling and we need all the stuff to work just right. And then, uh, and, or there's just things we forget, like, oh, I forgot to ask about this. You can, you don't have to tear down your tarot cards. You don't have to say, oh, I've made a station so you use use that impetus like I've already run three quarters of the marathon I, you know all right. I got to do is this last final quarter right Deb right Deb knows <laughs> all about that um, yeah so you can adjust your manifestation on the fly you can change your mind although you got to be careful because sometimes that resets the clock but if you can Continue the motivation. I mean, uh, the the forward motion motivation. Continue the forward it's a motion. Slight tweak. Yeah, slight tweak. Um, you can add a card, change a card, um, and, and again, it's not just a matter of putting down the right cards. It's a matter of these cards have to represent your image. Your image and desire comes first, and the cards you use to manifest uh, reinforce that. They summarize or encapsulate it. Uh, we make the cards fit reality. We don't make reality fit into the 78 cards. All of this yeah. is in advanced tarot secrets or the forthcoming home study course. But you know, if you can, if you can get it now, sure. You know, learn it, do it. It'll be good. Uh, Deb, let me go back to you. Okay. Um, I'm not sucking up to you, but. You got your head on your shoulders. You're a fun person. I know this for a fact. Um, you're Thank having you a good time in life, and and you know, that's really contagious. Um, how can people make this tarot study fun? Oh God, I gotta learn the tarot. It's gonna take forever. Well, one of the it? things, one of the things that I, I love are the games that you teach us to play. And I have a, a couple of uh, girlfriends and friends at work, and we'll go out to lunch and we'll bring a tarot deck and we'll play tarot games. That makes it a learning experience and it makes it fun. And we also kind of, you know, work on things with each other. Um, that makes it very fun. I think one of the most fun things too, and this is kind of a little piece of advice that I would give to, to our wonderful students, is to grab a little notebook, a little blank notebook and a pen. And every time, you know, if you can keep it with you, write down the exact question you're asking or the exact issue you're working on. Because sometimes 
you'll you'll pull a card or you'll you'll manifest something and you'll you'll forget that you even did it and then a year later you'll say now where did this come from and and you look back at your book and oh i did that <laughs> so it's kind of a fun thing a little journaling with the tarot is super cool too to see all this this miraculous stuff that comes out of it that is funny that you brought that up and i'm going to reveal for the first time a huge mistake i made long time ago uh, 1998 nine probably 1999 oh god it had to be 1999 all right needed a car manifested a car boom like that here was the problem i was manifesting a red convertible mm. i was very clear on manifesting my red convertible you know what i got i got a silver honda station wagon Huh? Uh, oh wow! What? what? And um, it was a boxy little station wagon. It worked exactly for what I wanted. It had great gas mileage, and it even came with a, a bumper sticker on the back window that was so old that it was bleached out by the sun, and it was white. And I thought, this is perfect. I, this is why I loved the car. I said, I'm going to drive around with a blank bumper sticker. <laughs> and and then I realized nobody gets it. <laughs> so I took a Sharpie and I wrote, insert idiom here, and put it on my face. <laughs> then all of a sudden everybody's calling me a genius. I'm like, ah, like, well, it's just a dumb thing. You know? He's like, Look, whatever you want this bumper sticker to say, <laughs> just make your favorite. Um, so I'm driving around that car for about three months and uh, Blam! I get T-boned. I'm taking a left. I have the green light, and the car is one of those horrible things where traffic is stopped on both sides. So I'm rolling forward. I'm rolling forward, and so I figure, okay. So I hit the gas to go, and the stoner guy <laughs> whips around. I didn't realize there's that extra lane that he was like, "Fuck it, I can make it," and he punched through it, 40 miles an hour. Uh, hit uh, now. Fortunately, he hit me on the passenger side. Side, otherwise, I would not be here. Uh, um, threw me all over the place. The car was completely totaled. I remember, I, I, I got out. I staggered around. I looked at the car. The cop showed up, and I started grabbing my stuff. And I'm walking away. He's like, "Is this your car?" I'm like, "Not anymore." He says, "We're gonna tow it." I said, "Here's the keys." Oh. And I walked to my friend's house. Now, at that time, unfortunately, I was painting addresses. I needed money right away. It wasn't exactly my best time in life. Um, I'd already been the big Beverly Hills psychic. Ooh, I already knew the tarot, but the market had crashed, and I, I just was, you know, painting address for a living. It was pretty, pretty sad. Um, so I got to ride back to my warehouse where I was making candles, because at the time I was making those amazing herbal candles and. And I started freaking out because my daily income, yes, I had a candle making business, it was a little cottage industry, but my daily income came from painting addresses. I needed to get out there every day and put up flyers and thank you. Um, it, so if I didn't have cash coming in daily, I was screwed, blued, and tattooed. So I reinvigorated my manifestation, forgetting that I'd originally wanted a nice shiny red convertible three months earlier. And 
the first day nothing freaking out but just staying with it staying with it staying with it and an idea came to me that I thought was my idea and this is how the process works sometimes you'll be doing your manifestation and literally the UPS knocks on your door here you go other times um, it'll come up in conversation or you'll see an advertisement um, in this case an idea came so subtly that I thought it was my own idea I called my ex-boss why the hell am I gonna call my ex-boss um, I mean like he owes me anything so I called my ex-boss and I asked him because I designed his website a year ago that, uh, you know for like a hundred bucks <laughs> like uh, hey uh, my car just got totaled I, I need to raise some cash is there any work you need done um, you know can I help you with your website or something and uh, he said yeah you know so I was like, hey, okay. So now I'm ex at least excited that I forgot all about manifestation, but the point is that I'm, I'm, you know, working productively, maybe going to raise some cash. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, three days later, he calls me back and he says, um, hey, I got this car. Uh, well, it's a friend of mine's car. And what happened is... Um, white Chevrolet Cavalier and before you laugh about it being a girly car it's like a like a girly Camaro um, it had 12,000 miles on it it was white with white leather interior it was the sport model black top convertible oh, oh it wasn't red wah <laughs> <laughs> my boss drives me over to like from Whittier to Newport Beach if you don't know where that is it's like one part of LA to the other <laughs> um, this guy bought the car for his kids and like I want a Mustang you know I want a big macho car I don't want to drive it oh. so it was 12,000 miles sitting in his garage under a car cover the guy was so anal he went over it with a toothbrush <laughs> other than two little tiny dents at the top uh, little dimples at the at the hood where somebody you know, raised it up or um, bumped it into something, the car was literally brand new. Um, and like I said, 12,000 miles, all that does is takes off the, you know, the excess price because once you, what do they say, once you drive it off the lot, it loses value. Um, yeah. And sure enough, my boss buys the car in cash, gives me the keys to the car, drives me down to the DMV to make sure that it's registered because that way there's no screw-ups. Um, all I had to do is, is pay for insurance. Um, he financed the car, registered the car. I got a vanity plate. Three days. It took wow. me three days from getting T-boned in my crappy $500 Toyota to having a $28,000 car, and all I had to do was make payments. No doubt. Wow. It's been 30 days. Um, cool. I say that because delayed manifestation. Sometimes they come up later. Yeah. Years yeah. later, I'm driving my creepy, creepy white stalker van. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I raced that car into the ground, by the way. So years later, I'm driving my creepy, creepy white stalker van, and it just dies. And uh, I, I literally... I was out painting addresses, so I call up a, a guy, and he's like, uh, he comes out, 
gives me four hundred dollars and tows it away. And I said, that's four hundred dollars I got. So uh, I call my landlord and I'm like, uh, don't know if I'm gonna be able to make rent this month. So her kid comes out, picks me up. Um, I get back and she says, um, you seem to like the type of person who would pay me back. And I said, yeah. She loans me the money to buy my con my current um, convertible white Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> her wow. son her son drives down and beats the poor lady down five hundred dollars off the price just on principle. I'm like, no like, this is what I mean by manifestation. Other people help you. So that's one manifestation for shiny red convertible has netted me a um a really sexy, albeit four cylinder with like macho punch. Uh, Chevy uh, Cavalier and um, a kind of girly, because it's not the big GT <laughs> what does it mean girly cars uh, white Mustang convertible which I've put 200,000 miles on and that son of a bitch still runs I've got to say not getting you know into the whole Chevy Dodge you know, that, that Ford <laughs> that car has been with me for a long time and I'm, I'm putting a new top on it because I love it so much. But 200,000 miles. I don't say this to brag. I say this because you guys can do this. I mean, oh, my God. It's, it's not rocket science. But if you follow the techniques I give you, again, I'm not going to say guarantee. I'm not some kind of seminar uh, guru. I'm going to say it should work for you. It's, it works for Deb. It works for Debita. All of these people that, if you listen to my podcast that we have on, I just ask them and say, "What's you know, what's going on? How's it working? Um, can you fail? Yeah, I failed a lot of times. And then you go back and go, oh, I should have done this. Um, and you've got to make sure that you aren't doing everything right and allowing water to leak into the boat because you're shooting yourself in the foot. So I just, you've said sometimes things come later, uh, Deb and it just yep. made me think mm -hmm. uh, Debbie uh, Debbie 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 I just yes. went on on a big tirade is there anything you wanted to, to throw in there because I've been hogging the microphone no no um, we're human so things aren't going to exactly work out the, the way you think at first yeah, um, we think, oh, um, it just is this way. But in right. hindsight, we're like, wow, I didn't know I had to do all this other stuff. Um, and sometimes you don't quite see the whole picture. And if things aren't working out, if you take a step back and look at the whole thing, it's much easier to fine-tune things and see that little detail that you were missing, even though you step back. Well, you two um, remember this. I had Black Monday um, a little over a year ago where just everything exploded and uh, treachery, deceit, lies, all that crap. And it was funny because I was right in the middle of working on advanced tarot secrets and um, I was manifesting it. I was working it. I was writing it. And all of a sudden all this crap gets dropped in my lap and the world explodes and I'm like, where, where, where? And no, no lie, two weeks later, blam, I'm on the road to California. I get out here. I finish Advanced Tarot Secrets. 
it turns out to be an international sensation. We, we're working on foreign rights deals in eight countries right now as I speak. Um, you guys saw it happen. Hell, Tim kept oh, me yeah. awake and alive. Um, no matter how bad things get, we're not smart enough to see... Okay, I'm going to get all Christian on you, not because I am, but just I, I need... I'm, I'm preaching... I'm preaching... I'm bringing like an audience of 50,000 here, so I know there's a lot of monotheists. I need to put it in their language. We don't see through God's eyes. Or if you want the more metaphysical, we don't see everything, all, all the planes of the universe. And, and I, Debbie, you just brought up such a powerful point. I needed to, to, to stop and give a lecture on that. Um, we think we know everything. We're, we're like a bunch of teenagers. You damn teenagers think you know everything. Um, one day you're going to be old. You're gonna realize. <laughs> you know how many times I've heard that? I heard it just last week. <laughs> but Ma... <laughs> Also, I'm sorry, I hijacked. Go ahead, Debbie. I was going to say, we, we also think we can control all the variables or don't even realize how many there are. Damn, Debbie needs to teach this stuff. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. I, I'm going to start writing this down. Give me more. Well, we, well it's, you know, people like their world controlled, and it's not possible. No, we you, are we're small fish in a big pond. Do, you can steer as best as possible and try to not go off on that little rocky one with all the thorns and that, even though I seem to always divert over there for some reason. Um, well, you're Scorpio. But, you love the danger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's, there's a lot of variables, and it's really hard to admit it and that we can't control everything and or allow ourselves to make a mistake so we can correct it you know or at least like i said you know fine tune so it does go the way you need it to go where the hell is fred yeah where the hell is fred <laughs> he's in portugal going fred. hey they remember me <laughs> oh no we need fred oh, we he was a sweet young man. Yeah, he's the best. He's, I wonder if he got his area. Maserati yet. No, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We should find out. Speaking of manifesting cars. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, look, I've appreciated the talk, and I thank you guys for hanging out with me, and I hope that you will come back soon. Uh, you know what? I, I told you off the air what we've got coming up. Oh yeah. no! Who do, we lost? We lost Deb. We lost Deb. I'm here. Uh, we Deb's here. Sorry, we lost Debita. Oh no! Oh well, she's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, what is it? Art Bell says from from somewhere west of the Mississippi or whatever. I don't know what he says. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's from somewhere out there. That's that's where Debbie is calling from. Oh. Reveal her location. <laughs> um, hell, I had a good time, and I hope that you're gonna come back and and visit more soon. English words that I tried to use. Um, I don't know, Deb. Anything you got coming up? Anything you'd like to manifest, or any thoughts you'd like to share? I mean, just as long as we're yapping tarot real quick. Hmm. Good question. Well, you know, I have some some career paths ahead um, where I, I'm making some decisions and some, 
you know, some new things to manifest, some new clients and things. So I'm, I'm going to be, you know, breaking out the deck to kind of help to guide me through some decisions. So that's the, that's the biggest one for me right now. I like the way that you've just incorporated the cards to just make your life a little bit more fun and easy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Any questions? Uh, Deb at gmail.com. <laughs> any, <laughs> any questions, just to me at DustyWhite.net. Um, Deb, thank you so much for being on. Our, um, everybody, thank you for, for showing up and listening. If you have any questions... Uh, if you have a copy of Advanced Tarot Secrets, read it. Read it again. Do the worksheets. Uh, get a study buddy. That is most important. You know, grab a friend and say, you're going to learn the stuff with me. Um, but make, make it fun. Um, Absolutely. Make fun the core. We're having a good time we're doing well. Yeah. And, thank you, Dusty. Thanks. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Um podcast coming up next week make sure you tune in sign up for the free tarot lessons at free tarot uh, well yeah free tarot that's a new one easy tarot all of them have a little sign up form just to sign up and get it and uh, i will nag deb into coming back again bye for now